Thanks for tuning in to the Newborn Promise Podcast, a production of Graham Blanchard Incorporated. You are listening to an interview with Holly Mackle called Holy and Hilarious Motherhood. For more information about your Newborn Promise Project and to get past episodes, please visit GrahamBlanchard.com. Thanks for joining us for this special Mother's Day episode. Mark Twain famously said humanity has unquestionably one really effective weapon, laughter. Against the assault of laughter, nothing can stand. And our guest today, author and blogger Holly Mackle, is helping moms everywhere wield laughter like a Jedi Knight with a lightsaber. In the chaos and beauty of motherhood, perspective can be everything, and Holly is helping moms laugh away the petty and look to the God who's big enough to care for us all, even in our biggest messes. Her latest book, Same Here, Sister Friend, is a celebration of funny mom moments and the diversity of mom friends in her life. Today, she shares about the importance of community, vulnerability, and taking the right kid to the doctor. As we share this episode in celebration of Mother's Day, we are thankful for Holly's gift for making even the weariest moms laugh. And we hope it's a blessing to you today as you march on in the holy and hilarious calling of motherhood. Here's our interview with Holly. Holly, thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited to talk with you and hear about your latest book. But before we get started, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Sure, I'd love to. Audra, thanks for having me. I'm just really honored to be with you today. I wanted to tell you that. But I am married to a super patient and very kind man (laughs) named David Mackle. Patience is is key in being married to me, and he is a residential realtor here in Birmingham. He loves me and our girls so crazy well, and we have two young girls. Mine are a little bit older than yours, I think, but mine are seven and four, Mm -hmm. and they keep us laughing, keep us on our toes. Yes, I can definitely relate to that, and that is so awesome. You have a lot of mom experience, but I'm also so impressed by your writing resume. You're a prolific writer. You edit. You're an author, a really busy blogger. Tell us about how all of this writing experience and parenting experience has led up to your latest book. Sure. I love it that you say um, that you say I'm prolific. I think my <laughs> husband would maybe choose a different word. <laughs> I think he might go with scattered, perhaps. I'm not the word he would be uh, looking for, but or maybe interested in too many venues that might be. <laughs> You're just well-rounded, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> Let's spin it that direction. But no, I just, um, I actually started as a garden writer. And so I have been um, just so blessed to write for a, a garden site that's connected with PBS and the show Growing a Greener World. And so I started there and realized that what I really like to write is humor. And so kind of the, the humor writing is sort of spilling out into all the other areas. Uh, and so that's kind of where the writing started. But as far as this specific book, I've been a part of a book club now for well over five years. And we've um, been together through a lot of things in life, as you can imagine, you know, that the getting married stages and the having children. As uh, the years went on, sort of the 
participation in actually reading the book would go down. The attendance <laughs> book club would maintain itself. You know, it's pretty typical. But reading would go down until this one time a couple of years ago when somebody picked a humor book. Mm. Audra, everybody read. Everybody in attendance read the whole thing. And that really got me thinking, wait a second, is this all we have capacity for right now? And this was not a, a Christian humor book. This was a very secular humor book. But we all read it. We loved it. We enjoyed it. And that got me thinking, like, you know, there are women that are doing Christian humor with excellence. I think of Sophie Hudson and Melanie Schenkel that are just doing this with with just real honor for the Lord and also really great sense of humor. But uh, there are just not a lot of women writing Christian humor. And why is that? We're called to redeem all parts of life. And so... That's where this came from. And your book, Same Here, Sister Friend, which is also so much fun to say. <laughs> you collaborated with some of your best friends and fellow writers that you've worked with over a long period of time. Tell me what that experience was like and what can readers expect from this book? Sure. I, I hope they can expect a lot of good, clean fun. But let <laughs> me tell you, it was so fun to write this book. I... I've discovered over time that I work best a little differently from sort of your typical writer who would write very in a very solitary way. But I really feel like God has called me specifically to be a curator even more than he's called me to be a writer. Mm -hmm. And I love to work with others, alongside others. I love to edit and figure things out together. And I feel really specifically called to call out the giftings and talents in other women and to encourage them to step out into their story and their voice and what God has taken them through and is taking them through so that those stories would be an encouragement to others. So I hope your audience can expect a lot of laughter in this book. Oh, absolutely. I read it and I was rolling and it was very refreshing, you know, when it seems like all the other moms in the world are gliding effortlessly through motherhood. <laughs> yes. It's sometimes good to have a laugh and be reminded that you're not alone. And it yes. is really funny, but also encouraging. And it had a lot of deeper truth. One of those reminders was the importance of community. What do you see as the role of community as we travel through this season of motherhood? I don't know about you, but what I experienced as a brand new mother was that evil really wanted to have my ear so that it could have my heart. And it kept whispering over and over again that I was completely alone, that I was the only one that nobody was going to understand me. Just these these horrible lies that really started to seep in and take over and they affected everything. How I interacted with my newborn daughter, how I interacted with my husband, with our community. And it, it was an intense time for me um, trying to combat that. And now looking back, I, I feel like I, I might have just needed a good giggle. Like I needed to, <laughs> to take a deep breath and be reminded who has my daughter? Is it really me? Because yeah. if it's really me, guess what? I have already failed. You know, mm. all is lost if it's really me. However, it's not. Like what I believe about the gospel and about the truth of Jesus is that it's not me. That even in my sinfulness and even in my mistakes, that he is in and through and working through it all and that he wants to redeem it all. So I, I just want us all to like take a deep breath have a good laugh and look at each other and say, you know what? You're not the only one. This happened to me too. I'm there with you. How can we walk through this together? How can we um, link arms and and know that we're safe within the bonds of, of gospel friendship? 
Mm, That's so true and so powerful. And one thing that really struck me about you and your friends that contributed to the book is that you had to have a lot of vulnerability. What's the upside of sharing in such a truthful way? Sure. I am a firm believer that uh, authenticity and transparency is just going to breed depth of friendship. And I love I love all my friends, but the ones that it's really life on life, the nitty gritty down in the trenches with them every day. Those are some special friendships, Mm -hmm. those girls that really know. And another thing that's super important to me is that those girls don't just know, but they know when to preach truth to me. They know Mm -hmm. when to speak truth into my life and to challenge me and to say, hey, wait a second. It doesn't look like you're acting or living in light of the gospel there. And, you know, how, how can we work through this together? And that I would reciprocate that and be able to do the same for them. And that kind of community is just a whole special place. And one that I think that we're called to scripturally and one that um, I, I feel that the Lord wants to gift us with. Like he's such a good and generous God and friendship is just one of those ways where he wants us to be able to taste of his goodness. Absolutely. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking, some women are able to make those close friendships that you're talking about so easily, sister friends, as you call them in the book, but it's harder for others. And motherhood in some ways can make that even harder or maybe other circumstances like a move or a new job. So what tips do you have for these moms and what kind of women should they look for to surround themselves with? Sure. I would definitely agree with you, Audra, that it is so hard and it's no joke, but it's so hard. But I do believe that it is completely worth it. The stakes are just too high. You are worth it. I am worth it. Our friendships are worth it. And, you know, one thing I found is that um, I have to be okay with the fact that it might not click on the first try. Mm -hmm. It might take a lot of tries, actually, but it's so worth it to find your people. And, you know, again, back to the stakes, they're just too high to stop trying or to not be friendly or to not be inviting and to give people a chance. And I think that... For me, when I find that my view is little as far as who God might want me to interact with, I find that my view of God is small too. And so when I sort of open myself, you know, through authenticity and vulnerability, I find that um, other women reciprocate with that. And then that helps both of us to lift up our eyes and see this big, rich, beautiful world and the ginormous God who is just weaving this path through it for all of us. Mm, That's so good. And one thing about the book as we feature this podcast for Mother's Day is that it really is a celebration of all of these different kind of moms. It's like I just met every kind of mother in your book that you could think of. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) I thought that it really spoke to your intentionality with friends. So what is the value of having mom friends who are different from us and bring all different things to the table? You know, this is really a selfish reason (laughs) for me. I would be so bored. I would be so completely bored, silly if I just had people in my life that were exactly like me. And I know that I would also be in a whole lot of trouble because (laughs) my personality type does not typically stop the bad ideas from flowing. (laughs) I need the wisdom of age Mm. and stage of those beyond me Mm -hmm. and the wisdom of, you know, moms with teens and college and and grown kids and all that. And I, I really, I love discipleship and I have been so blessed to have women in my life who have loved on me for years, really going on a decade now, um, that have loved me so very well. Um, but also, you know, just peers that are just a little bit ahead of, of me in age and stage 
and the wisdom and the knowledge that they bring. And also just the handy stuff like, hey, my daughter is seven and I'm having a hard time finding clean books for her to read. Can you give me some ideas? Mm, That's a really great point. And, you know, just overall, this book is guaranteed to make even the weariest, most discouraged mom laugh. I actually picked it up after disastrous plane flight with my toddler and my four-year-old, and I really needed a good laugh. (laughs) But what I found was there were deeper messages too. Share with me a couple of the messages that you wanted to shine through, even in the midst of all of the humor. I I think that beyond the friendship message that we've kind of talked about, there were several definite themes that arose once we put everyone's individual pieces together and looked at sort of the layout of the book. And right off the bat, a couple that jump out to me, first of all, um, the overarching just umbrella of the sweetness of God's sovereignty. Again, that it's ultimately him who's responsible for the outcome of our kids and not us, that he does want to work in and through us to partner with him in raising our children, but that it's ultimately the kindness of his sovereignty and it's him who's got us. And then also that, that sort of informs my second idea, which kind of jumped out, which is if, if this is true and I believe that God is sovereign, even over the ridiculous, even over the silly, and it's him who's in charge of all the pieces of raising these littles, that helps me to step back in the moment, you know, Mm -hmm. When there's permanent marker on the door or when there's Gatorade on the floor or when something completely ridiculous has been asked of me, uh, like if I can prepare my daughter a menu so that she may choose her dinner. <laughs> that is amazing. But, but in, in those moments, instead of being so intense and serious and trying to like deal, deal, deal with this in the moment, that helps me to step back and go, okay, I can deal with this, but I can deal with it in a couple of seconds when I... I've just had a moment to breathe and laugh and remember that God is the creator and author of this crazy mom life. And it's okay for me to just have a moment to breathe and to laugh. And I just love this theme I keep hearing from you, which is just that humor is so important for our faith. And why would you say that's especially true for these new parents who are experiencing these roles for the first time? I think it's so great for our faith. I think it's great for our relationship with our husband. I think it's great for our relationship with our kids. I think it just influences so many different aspects of us as mothers. And I can even think of just an instance a few weeks back uh, when David and I took our girls to a basketball game at the University of Alabama, and we (laughs) were late entirely due to my fault. We were late. We got there. You know, we're like throwing chicken nuggets in the backseat, like with threats of how many they had to eat if they wanted to get a pretzel at the basketball game. And we have to park in the way far out lot, like so far out. And we are about to get out of the car. And Audra, I am not kidding when I say the sky just literally opened up. I mean, it just like build an arc kind of water, right? Like it's coming down. And so we we have no choice. We can either wait it out or we can just go to the game because I have no rain gear. There's no rain gear in the car except for the emergency <laughs> umbrella, which is like, you know. So David, ever the chivalrous one, like hands the girls the umbrella and we try to get them to like walk through this parking lot. Oh, no. I'm sure you can picture this. They are barely yes. waist high to me, right? And they are not moving. I mean, there's really no kind way to say it. They're just standing there under this polka dot (laughs) black and white umbrella. We're all getting soaked and drenched and I could feel it. I could feel the tension and the everything creeping up and like 
you girls are going to be soaked and cold and wet all through this game. And your daddy and I, nobody's prepared for this. And then I looked down at them and I thought, what am I doing? <laughs> this is hilarious. Like, yes. <laughs> like this little umbrella turtle, not oh. moving anywhere, who's just decided to like turtle up <laughs> and just admire God's handiwork and sending the rain <laughs> in the middle of this Alabama parking lot. Mm. And so I just started laughing. I started laughing. And my husband looked at me and I still remember the look on his face and the way that, that he changed. He went from feeling that same intensity and, you know, the disappointment and all that. And then he just like, it, it just dropped and he laughed as well. And in that moment, I thought, okay, there is power to this because a lot of times all of them are taking their cues off of us. Mm-hmm. So That's do sad. I have the faith to say, hey, it is God who sends the rain. It is him who sends the rain. And that can influence the way that I respond to the rain. And that's going to influence their faith if they see their mom laughing when the rain comes. Mm, Amen. That is so great. And Holly, I have just loved our time together. And as we close out, this is going to be a big vulnerability moment like we talked about earlier. Sure. But do you mind just sharing your biggest rookie mom move? Definitely. Now, listen, I have a lot. But for the purposes (laughs) of your format, (laughs) I will try to just limit to one. But my probably the one that jumps out uh, first and foremost to me is the time, Audra, that I took the wrong kid to the doctor. (laughs) When you hear that and you think, how does that happen? Okay, it was a well visit. First of all, I should say that so I can just, you know, clear the path for myself a little bit. But this is not like I just grabbed a kid and went to the doctor. I wish I could say that was the case, but there was a lot of planning, (laughs) (laughs) which is what makes it even worse. I booked a babysitter for the kid who should have been at the doctor. I prepared the child who should have stayed home, you know, the, the pottying, the dressing, the snacking, the getting the water bottle ready, the activities for the doctor's office that don't make too many loud beeping noises, like all these things. <laughs> and then I took the wrong kid to the doctor and I am standing there at that sweet receptionist desk. <laughs> she looks at me and I look at her and we sort of realize what I've done. <laughs> I don't ever want to forget that look on her face. Amazing. Yes. Yes. And I thought, wow, this really just happened. (laughs) I love that. And it makes me feel like, you know, I have a few rookie mom moves too. So it makes me feel a lot better to know that I am not alone. Well, Holly, is there anything else you'd want to add uh, just to encourage these new parents as we close out? Sure. I, I think that when, uh, when I think about your audience and specifically brand new moms and what I wish somebody had told me, I wish that somebody would have told me you have what it takes and not out of some bootstraps mentality, like, Hey mama, you've got this, you can do this, pull yourself up kind of thing. But no, you have what it takes because God and his goodness sent Jesus for you. And he is not going to leave you high and dry in these hard days of early motherhood. And When you feel that you are completely empty, you probably are. And he is going to fill you. Just ask him to. And I wish someone had told me that. So Mm, that's beautiful and so encouraging. Well, unfortunately, it's time to wrap things up. But we've had such a fun time, Holly, and we're so grateful for your time. Would you mind just closing us out in a prayer for these new parents and blessing them on their journey? I would love to. 
Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are. Thank you that you are good and perfect and full of all lightness and light and hope. And Father, we are not God in our flesh. We don't have it. But Lord, thank you that you do and you are willing to fill us with everything we need to parent our children. God, I I pray for those listening right now that they would see that you meet them, that they would find friendship in the most unlikely and unexpected places, and that they would boldly approach your throne through what Jesus has accomplished on their behalf and ask for where they feel that they are lacking. And I pray that um, they would be able to see and to feel your arms and your gifts responding to them, and that we would depend entirely on you, Father, and that we would not do anything out of our own ability or out of vain conceit, but that, Lord, that we would seek after you and seek to return these children to you just as you have granted them to us for this time. And I ask this in Christ's name. Thank you so much for joining us for this fun and heartfelt episode with Holly Mackle. You can get Holly's bio and her book on our website. And you can also keep the laughs coming by visiting our blog, where your Newborn Promise Project co-author, Carissa Kolar, shares about her own rookie mom move and her own disastrous plane flight in the post, Flying by the Seat of Your Pants. You can find all of those things and many more resources to help your family grow in God at grahamblanchard.com.